welcome to Allergy Dragons Lair podcast. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or whatever platform, please make sure you subscribe. My name is Martha Morgan. I'm a specialty diet and allergy chef. I happen to have celiac disease and a couple of food allergies, but my biggest claim to fame is raising my youngest child with over 30 food allergies and celiac disease. Okay, well, for this Allergy Dragons Lair, I have a special guest, and I know I say I have a special guest every time, and then I'm super excited, but I really am every time, I promise. So before we jump into this episode, a quick disclaimer. So the views expressed here on our show are the personal opinions and life experiences of ours and our guests. We are not healthcare providers or doctors, however, some of my guests are. Please seek advice from your healthcare professionals or for any diagnosis or changes to your healthcare plan. End of statement. So let's jump in. It's Celiac Awareness Month, and who better to interview than some local celiac? It kind of sounds kind of weird, like I'm acting something, but it's not. So I have KJ here, who is from the Celiac Athlete. Did I say that right? Celiac Athlete. Celiac Athlete. Okay. Yep. I was like, I want to put the C on it. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, be the first. <laughs> okay, good. So the silly athlete. So now I'm calling you the silly athlete. Either silly. way, maybe it kind of works. It I don't works. know. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to keep this all in. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm game. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. So KJ, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm KJ Brady. I am local to the Louisville area, and I am a celiac who likes to run marathons. Hey, that's that's basic and to the point. Kind of makes sense on your on your your Instagram name and all that, all right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just I can't say it, uh, but I know who you are, so that we're good. Um, <laughs> so, without further ado, uh, KJ, can you share you know about yourself, your journey with celiac disease, and how you got to where you are today? You know, just a small question. Yeah, I mean, tiny question but big story. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I wasn't actually diagnosed until I, w- I turned 30. And I had gone out of the country for New Year's that year to Ireland. And I just, every time I would eat, I would like start getting stomach cramps and like really sharp stomach cramps. And, you know, you have to go to the bathroom and all that pleasant stuff that comes with this. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Got back to the States, realized I had dropped a lot of weight a lot of weight. So called my doctor. She she had me come in for tests, got blood tests, had to go to the hospital for scans and everything. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. After like a lot of trial and error, my friend, my best friend um, who currently lives in Minnesota, Heather, she said, everything you're describing sounds like celiac disease. Have them test you for that. And lo and behold, <laughs> that's what it was. She was so, right. She was right. I always tell her, I'm like, you're smarter than my doctors, apparently. <laughs> so, so that's how I finally got diagnosed. And then it was just a journey um, to um, get back to the health that I wanted to be at so I could continue running because I had just started running when all this had started. So I actually stopped because I was losing so much weight and I was scared of like stress fractures and all those things that might come with it because my body just wasn't absorbing nutrients and everything. So I wanted to get back on track to get back to the sport that I loved. Okay. What year were you diagnosed? If you don't mind me asking. 2010. 2010. Oh my gosh. I was 2009. Hey, hey. that also means I'm older than you. I was 33. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can do the math. We're not going to do that. No. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So anyway, that's, that's a really remarkable story that you had to go, like go out and you were traveling and, and had all those changes to your body. Do you think you were did you think you had symptoms before then? Like, 
for a I'm long pretty, time. I'm pretty certain I did. I just probably like shrugged them off as nothing. And it wasn't really until that trip that, you know, I just, things just got worse. And I was like, okay, there is something wrong. So right. It was just a matter of figuring it out and getting to a doctor and hopefully getting some answers. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not, t- I was not typical. Um, so my failure to thrive, which is the definition of celiac disease. So instead of losing a lot of weight, I was gaining it. You were gaining my body. It. Yeah. I was over 400 pounds plus. Wow. Teeth falling out, hair losing. I mean, hair was just falling out. But yeah. I just needed to lose weight. So that's a whole nother story with <laughs> doctors and stuff. So I was on the other spectrum. So like oh, actually yeah. what my diagnosis actually actually helped me lose weight. So I'm still overweight, but um, that's due to other things. But it's not because of celiac disease and my body's yeah. actually absorbing nutrients now. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I know people it, who have gone both ways. Some people I know were like me and some people are like you. And it's, it, it, that's the crazy thing about this disease is that everyone has different symptoms and that's why it just gets so hard to pinpoint at times, I think. It is. And so my son was more like you, thinner, um, you know, started, uh, was still growing, but he was like, he was failure to thrive. He has, he's on the autism spectrum. So he was still having trouble like speaking and he constantly had dark circles under his eyes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had the brain fog. I had all that stuff that, that went with it. And I was just, I was, I was not a happy person. Like no. I, my, my roommate was like, you were a totally different person. <laughs> it, because you just like, I became to the point where I was just, I was accepting of it. This was just how I am. This is my life. There's nothing yeah. I can do to change it. It was actually through my kids is actually, they saved my life. So finding answers yeah. for my kids between their, their food allergies. Cause then my youngest one was 2002. 2003 is when uh, we found out they had um, food allergies and I had like diagnosis of early, late di- onset of food allergies. Mm-hmm. And so I found out I had food allergies through them. And then the Elizabeth Hasselbeck book, The View. My I have mom that was, book. I do too. <laughs> my mom was watching The View. Okay. So it was your, mo- your, 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 your friend. My yes. mom was watching The View and she says that Elizabeth Hasselbeck says that this diet's good for kids on the autism spectrum and ADD and stuff. My son has both of those. I got the book for him. I'm four chapters into the book. I'm calling my sister Cindy and saying, I think I know what's wrong with this. Cause she was, um, having time. She was vomiting in the middle of the night, you know? Oh yeah. And, and so again, fighting for my kids, I found out what was wrong with me. Yeah. My kids literally say my life. I probably would not be here. I don't, cause I'd be way too overweight and uh, all the complications. That. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. I didn't want to try to take up the whole thing, but like, you know, it's, it's always so good to share and talk to yes. somebody that's been, been through it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. And whenever I get the chance to like talk to someone, I'm all, it's like comparing notes, you know, and I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it can be so different. And so many more people now are, uh, I'm running across or have no symptoms, but they, their, their doctors have caught it. Like yeah. I'm having, and I'm, 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 I'm so thankful for these teenagers, even though they're not happy about it, or these kids that I've been running across that their parents are coming to my cooking classes and things like that, or they're coming with them and they're being diagnosed without, you know, having symptoms. And I'm like, realize like, I know I had mine probably since I was 13. I had my gallbladder out when I was 13. Yeah. I've probably been, I was suffering for years and didn't know what was wrong with me. Yeah. And um, so it's amazing. It's It's, just amazing. I think you just get to a point where you're like, oh, this is normal. This is how I am. And you're accepting of that. And then 
finally, I think it hits a switch and you're like, like for you, it was like your, your drive to want to be able to, you know, be able to run. And you were like, no, I can't do that. I'm feeling too crappy. And yep there's something that's got to give. And then you have a friend who says, knock, knock, please go get diagnosed. I love the fact that it was your friend. Yeah. Um, Cause I think we get so blinded by things we just can't see. Yeah. So those are like our angels in our lives. For me, it was my kid. For you, it was your best friend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like I said, we can talk about this all because celiac disease, you know, we <laughs> compared all, all night, <laughs> all day, all night. That'll be a really long podcast. It would. <laughs> We already talked about that fact that I can't say uh, silly athlete. Oh, I think I almost said it right that time. Um, but that's who you're known as on Instagram and Facebook. And you have a blog. I do have a blog. Yes. Yeah. And I have need I, of being updated. I need to get on it. <laughs> I'm trying to do my Mine was supposed to be updated before we started 2023. That didn't happen, by the way. <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I did go on there and I've read a couple of few, a couple of few, a couple of few things, just a little bit, but I have read a couple. I did not read every single thing, obviously. Um, I do not blame you. It goes back years. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool because it's almost like a telling of your story. Like for me, blogging is almost therapeutic sometimes now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you share tons about your extraordinary ventures on being gluten-free, meat-free and running free basically. Yes. So can you tell us more about your blog and why we should check it out and that kind of thing? Sure. Yeah. I created my blog. Oh, it's been under like so many different names, but I finally, when I decided on the celiacity, we went with it. So it has like gluten-free product reviews, gluten-free restaurant reviews. I have recaps of the races I've done. And if it's out of town, I talk about the food I eat while I'm out of town or out of the country or however it may work. And uh, I am a vegetarian as well. So that's where the meat-free part comes in. I was vegetarian before I got diagnosed. Everyone's like, why are you making this so much more complicated? Well, it's because this is how I was before. (laughs) Yeah, I just like to share my adventures. And hopefully people who may be traveling might come across it or someone finds a product. Although I do have people find products that I reviewed 10 years ago. And they're like, well, this isn't the case, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that was... 10 years ago. (laughs) Let's, let's look at the date on the blog, please. So, but yeah, I just like to um, share my experiences, whether it be with food, restaurants, running, travel, all the things. Yeah. All the things. And you do that through Instagram too. So if you don't want to go to the blog, you can go on Instagram and through Facebook because you pretty much kind of mirror that. But I know like when you went to a couple different places, like you were talking about your food and your race food and then showing yourself running, which I just think it's cool because I can't run races. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like a cheerleader. I will have, I will I be by so, so I'll be by your, you know, out there yelling for you. But yeah, no, Perfect. I think it's amazing when anybody sets a goal. So, um, and then meat free, like you said, and that's, it is so much harder to be vegetarian or vegan and you have gluten free or any type of food allergy or any type yeah. of other restriction on a specialty diet. It just becomes harder. Yes. Um, but I love the fact that you're like, well, it was just like that beforehand. So I just had to add it. Like so you were like, I'm do it. <laughs> right. But most of my recipes online are vegan. And that's mainly because of just so many food allergies we have. Now we don't do a completely meat free life. Uh, but, and that's just because it's very hard for us to get our protein because my youngest is anaphylactic to, to tree nuts and then a lot of proteins as well. So we can get like beans and legumes and uh, we're lucky we can have that. We can actually have soy. So we eat a lot of tofu. Um, a lot of tofu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we're allergic to pork. So an eggs. 
So then, you know, if we do meat, it's usually chicken. Occasionally we'll do beef, but we don't eat a lot of it. Like people are this like, why do you eat so much? You know, the, well, we just don't really want to. And you had to, I had to find out different ways to get protein, yeah. variety of protein into them because you don't have, and a lot of fruits and vegetables we're allergic to. And then we're also allergic to a lot of, well, I wish I said we is my youngest, but that it becomes a whole family thing. It becomes, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the whole family. It it's not going, yeah. It's, it's, we've all adapted. It becomes hard. Yes. Um, even harder. And then you have gluten free. <laughs> on top of it all. <laughs> on top of it all. <laughs> so it's like, okay. I know that you've ran a lot of marathons. How many have you ran? I've done 20. And wow. in 11 days, I'll be doing my 21st. So. Oh, cool. Um, well, this episode will be running out in like May. So, we will, so I'll have so. run 21 at that point. Yeah, you will have already ran 21. We don't know how it ends. You'll have to go check that out. You know, That's go right. follow. Go see ha- what happened there. I, I, I think you'll place good. I think so. I have faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> What was your favorite marathon you ran? Like, I know they're probably all different and you like them all, but like, what was like what you would consider your biggest adventure one? Probably Berlin, which I did in September. Um, It was my first out of country marathon. It was just so much fun. The people in Berlin, they lined the streets. It was like every mile had just people, walls of people just cheering for you. And it was phenomenal phenomenal I loved it I would go back to Berlin in a heartbeat yeah that one was very cool from the sidelines here uh watching via Instagram it was very cool to like shit when you shared everything I was kind of like living vicariously through you (laughs) so it was very cool because I've not been out of the country yet it's one of the things I want to do so yeah so I know that you shared about it so yeah check her out on her on her Instagram and find all that stuff out on, uh, on there. But, um, what is the most difficult thing about running marathons while having to have a special diet that you do you find? Um, a lot of times it's getting the correct amount of nutrition in. Um, if I travel, like when I went to Berlin, I did not eat out at all until after the marathon, I was terrified of doing so. Um, mm-hmm. and, Thankfully, being Germany, they had a lot of Char products, so I knew I could get something there. But I also brought a lot of food with me from here, like little rice cups. And um, I think I brought gluten-free bagels and everything, just in case. Um, I travel a lot with my own snacks and food. Um, I will be doing that when I go to Boston in 11 days to run the marathon there. So yeah, a lot of it is just making sure that you're getting enough food, whether it's you bring it yourself. Or you find places to eat. Now, Berlin was hard because they did gluten-free, but it would all be like meat heavy. Mm. Or they had vegan vegetarian, but not with the gluten-free component. But when I got outside of Berlin to like Munich and all the other places, when I went to Salzburg, Austria for a day, mm. they were great. You could find, it was just Berlin in general that I had trouble really. And I found one place post-marathon that I was able to um, eat at. So. Um, a lot of times it's just doing research and finding, um, a reputable place that you would feel safe eating at. And, um, like I said, I'll always come prepared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're, we're that way anyway, but I could just imagine you having to pack so much food because your body doing these things as an athlete, you have to, you know, really eat a lot more fuel. I mean, you're, yes. if you don't have enough fuel, you will not be able to do these things that you want to do. And that some people Correct. don't realize that. Um, yeah, I'm not an athlete as we can tell, you know, people don't realize how much your body uses to do those things Absolutely. just on a regular basis. 
how many do you have like a calorie count you have to actually hit? It depends on um, whether I'm racing or just doing a workout or just an easy run. But um, I have worked with a nutritionist who specifically does sports nutrition. And when I went to Berlin, it was the first time I ever actually did a three day carb load, which was great, except by the time I got to race morning, I was like, I just don't want to chew anything anymore. <laughs> I'm just done. <laughs> so, um, but it worked. I, I, it's like the strongest I felt in a race in a long time, but it was like, again, it was a lot of eating the carbs I knew were safe that I, most of them I brought with me. It, it does. It takes a lot of planning. And, um, I know like the day before a long run, I know I have to eat more carbs. That's usually why I get sushi Friday. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm famous for on my Instagram with sushi. Yes, Friday. you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> because my long run is usually Saturday and that way I know that everything's topped off and, you know, I can go on my long run and know that I will get through it. I will get done and I will feel good at the end of it. I'm so glad that you mentioned that you work with a nutritionist. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah, because uh, people don't sometimes feel, you know, it's like you can't do all this sometimes without having some some special guidance. Correct. Yes. What's it called? Um, I guess from my my background, also working in the hospital and that kind of thing, like I really understand how food can be medicine. And if you don't do it the right way, it can be the wrong medicine. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll have people like you just doing the wrong things. I was like, no, let's go get the professionals for that one. Yeah. Um, I was, I also wanted to make sure that I was fueling enough. Um, that was one of my biggest concerns just coming from the f- fact that when I was diagnosed, I was so underweight mm-hmm. and I just, you know, and with athletes, it can get really weird with food and calories and stuff. And I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing for my body to be the best athlete I could be. And, and even, and then you add that celiac component on it, which we yes, have to fight with anyway. It, it, it creates food fear right there. Yeah, exactly. And the anxiety that comes from that, like you not wanting to go eat anywhere because you're like, if I eat somewhere and something happens, I'm not yes. going to be able to run this race. Correct. Totally know where that came from. I was like, <laughs> I've been there. Or then you did get glutened and then you're like scared to death to eat the next couple of days. That's me. Yep. Like, I'm the same I'm, way. I, and and then the it's same like, way. Oh, and then of course, like you said, you were so, we both were malnourished, but in different ways. And it's just, my body was on absorbing it and it was just saving it all for later. And it didn't need to, um, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, I'll just hold on to this for you. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And and yeah, for me, I think the first thing it was like, um, like being full, like the first feeling of actually feeling full because before I would eat and eat and eat. And it was because my body was telling me you need to keep eating because it wasn't absorbing anything. Telling you you were full. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, our bodies are weird. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I can say that. Um, and that's also one of the reasons I love this podcast. It's like the, the, our bodies are weird, diarrhea and vomiting. Those are All like usually come up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And then bloating, bloating as well. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, it is. So in what ways do you think that celiac disease has made you a better athlete? Um, It has really made me focus on my health and put that first. It has made me prioritize things like strength training, taking rest days, and which is very important. And it lets my body bounce back from whatever, because running is a lot of stress on the body. And that right there can trigger things. So um, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I am in the best frame of mind and my body is in the best shape possible in order for me to do what I love to do. So um, that was the important thing 
for me when it came to focusing on, you know, living with this disease and still managing to do everyday things and the things that I do extracurricularly that are fun for me. And obviously running and that kind of thing. I think, I think all of that builds into your whole well-being as a person and your mental health and mental all that. Health. Just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that you have to have something to stimulate you and make you, and I totally could see where this would make, make you a better athlete, make you, you know, do better because you are, you're more concentrating on your health and you're even more hyper-focused on it versus making it a negative thing. Cause sometimes I think that that's what celiac disease can do. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. And I think that you're like, look, look, this is what I'm doing. And then you're putting it out there for everybody to, to see as well on Instagram and Facebook. And I just think you're very inspirational. And I really think I'm so happy that you're out there doing what you're doing. Um, even to someone who can't run, you're running for me. Um. <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted to do when I started the page and my Instagram, because um, when I was first going through this before the diagnosis, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to run. I wasn't sure what I was going to be able to do or anything. So as I was healing and getting stronger, I was like, well, there might be someone out there who feels like they might not be able to do this, but they want to. So I wanted to be able to put out inspirational messages and to share the journey that I've been on um, through my blog, through my Instagram, you know, um, making fun reels or whatever it may be just to help get the point across. I think you do that. And I really appreciate the fact that you do that. And I think the more that we're out here talking about it, seeing ourselves out there is awesome. Cause you know, I think that that's just, it's awesome. Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can't really say awesome any more times. I was like, yeah, I can. I can keep saying it. Um, anyway, it's, it's the best word. It's the best descriptor. <laughs> it really is. I think so. Before we add the show, I think we, I know we could keep talking and talking. We can definitely have KJ back on, obviously, guys. If you have any other questions or anything, obviously go check her out. And if you want her to come back on to a special episode about, you know, whatever else you think of or whatever, let me know. So before we end the show, anything you want to add that we didn't get to or any tough thoughts, ending thoughts you want to leave everybody with? I just want to tell everyone out there that, you know, that you are more than your disease and that you are capable of amazing things and you should just go out and do them. Mm-hmm. And that's not a Nike plug, by the way. It's not because it's not I, don't, Nike. I, I don't do Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> we are not sponsored. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, that, I guess, about wraps it up here. Um, KJ, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Check out KJ, uh, the Silic Athlete, which I said wrong again, but that's okay. Go find it. The links will be down below. (laughs) Just whatever. But the links will be down below. And if you're watching this on the podcast, the links will be there on the line as well. And uh, go ahead and subscribe and uh, ring the bell, ask questions, all that good stuff that you usually do. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.